Welcome back to the couch, everybody. It's Jason, it's Lisa. Don't talk to me rudely. And it's been 10 months. No. Yes. No. Yes. I don't know. It was last April, the last Whenever time. Whenever I, I hear 10 months, I'm reminded of the time that I backed into your truck in the exact same spot in the driveway with, with my car on the exact same spot in the exact same situation twice in 10 months. So 10 months is kind of a triggering number for me. So let's not talk about it. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because that actually was mentioned on our last podcast. Oh, really? It actually was. Oh. Um, and it was because you said something to me and I got upset. Oh, no, I know what it was because we got an Xbox and you blamed it on me for um playing Steam blast and buying stuff uh and then i said well you cost us a lot of money when you backed in my truck twice but mainly it was me just lashing out because i was angry yeah i do that a lot i apologize i'm a i'm a bad bad boy what can i say but alas we have moved on from that kind of thing we are now dealing what are we dealing with now like what's new in the world today well it's like 50 degrees it's it's like warmer than 50 degrees and it's well south of here it is it's like 48 okay but here. it feels wonderful in fact i didn't tell you i just turned the furnace off and opened a window in the in the kitchen not not a lot but just enough to get some fresh air in oh well there you go um we just got back from our annual weekend with the buckman family in uh well we were in iowa city uh they're all from vinton and we're all from not vinton. not vinton anymore you were never in vinton but i was never. Uh, but anyway, it was good to see them, and we had a good time, and uh, you did some shopping, and the kids did some swimming. They always like that. Yep. Um, and let, let's see, what else What else went down? Um, we went to the Children's Museum. You want to know an underrated place to go? The Iowa, University of Iowa Athletics Hall of Fame and Museum. And you didn't go, but I did. I didn't. Yeah, I've, I've been by there, and I don't know if it was ever open when we were by there. Anyway. Every time we look at it, it looks like it's closed, but yeah. it's actually it's actually open. Oh. It is actually open. There's just nobody there ever. It's a hidden gem. I believe that. And there's a lot of cool artifacts. It's funny because you're going through there. It's like there's a lot of trophies in here. They're all for like second through fifth place. Well, I'm like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, the championship trophies are all like in their locker rooms. Yes, well. In their facilities. Yes, yes. So that makes sense. Um, and it said, if you want to see uh, these other ones, go to the athlete or the football facility. And I'm like, sign me up for that, yes. which one day that'll happen. Okay. I told dad, I said, dad, if it wasn't so late in the day, we'd, we'd go and do that right now, but it's too late in the day to start that. Yes. Plus I think Landon wanted to go swimming. He, yeah. He needed his time to swim. Because our kids are fish. Well, I mean, they're not great swimmers, but they just love being in the water. They love being, they're fish. Yes. That's what I mean. Okay. Well, yeah. fish are good swimmers. Our well, are- <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But let's see. What has happened since the last in the last 10 months? You have not hit my car. Neither of us have gotten COVID that we know of. What? Yeah, great. Now we're, we're toast. None of our kids. Why yeah. would you bring it up? Well, I don't know. God, don't Probably don't because, fate. I mean, fate. Riley and now Landon, they were sick this week. And we had, well, I had Riley home for a couple days and had her tested for all the things. Of which she tested negative for all the things, which is really right. fun. I'm like, not that I want her to have strep throat, but at least I know like I can give her something and she'll be getting better strep throat. And she, her yeah. spirits are high. They're, she's well, not yeah. in imminent danger, but it, it's not fun. No, but I mean, I also have realized you don't say that, oh, hey, we haven't had something because that's when you get it. I, th- I don't, think don't I saw, do I, one of my friends sent me a meme last week. It was like, when you, when you, have 
this whole time haven't had COVID and you realize not even the national pandemic wants you. <laughs> <laughs> that does say something. <laughs> Speaking of you and your friends, you've been playing a lot of pickleball lately. Well, actually, I have not. You I haven't been, been playing before. a lot of pickleball lately, yeah. but you are obsessed. That's your new obsession. It is. Well, it's not even new. New. New since the podcast, but yeah, our last podcast anyway. Well, but I mean, I've always liked pickleball. I loved it when we played it in PE back in high school. Oh, yeah. And we'd go out and visit your Aunt Jana in Arizona, and pickleball is huge out there. It's a retirement community like a staple anymore. And uh, liked playing it out there. And now I don't think I could probably get a court out there if I wanted to. What do you mean? Uh, they're probably always busy. Oh. I mean, it was the last time I went out there. It was like you had really obscure times. Well, and what I've noticed, it just, it's trickling to the north. And that's how it goes. There's the, the weather is better more consistently in the south, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in those retirement communities, uh, and so they can play during the day. They can play at night. They can do whatever they want to do. With well, that. yeah, and so I mean, I play with a group locally, and I've played in um, you know Cedar Falls, well, actually Waterloo, a time. I'm going to play again tomorrow morning. But um, you know, a lot of those people that they have jobs and such where they can play in the middle of the day. Or they're retired and they definitely can play in the middle of the day. And I'm kind of the odd man out. But I well, have to say, really, you're not really a man. Well, no. But they've been very accommodating. And we play when it's warm out. We, I think our last, we played in outside on December 14th, I think was our last day. And actually, I think some of them played on uh, Christmas Eve. It's just, and I would have, except we had family commitments for right. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Which was fine. It, it, what you're saying is if the court's clear, you guys go out and play. We go out and play 100%. Um, which is awesome, you know, and, and I know uh, some some of your pickleball brethren went out and shoveled the courts today. Yep. And uh, I'm sure they're soaked. Uh, they they are definitely melt. soaked. And it, it is a bummer because it's so nice today. Well, today and if we would have had good, a, a number of nice days in a row, we would have cleared early and we would have been playing today. But um, And no. tomorrow we're supposed to get weather anyway, yeah. so it's going to be So this is what, zone. February 20th? Yes. The fact of the matter is they're going to get covered again. Oh, absolutely. They're going to get covered yeah. again. And, and honestly, in December, we we shoveled them once, and then we played two the, for the, the next day after that. We played the day after that, and then ever since then, we've, we've not. But. Right. They just, you know, we're, we're not in spring thaw just yet. It feels like it, and it's nice because, let's face it, it's... 50 degrees uh, this Iowa time, everyone gets, like, in the winter. way excited about this, as, yeah. as we should. I mean, we haven't seen a 50-degree day since probably November. Maybe December. Oh, I think there was a few days in December, but that, yeah. that's not supposed to happen. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about global warming later, but uh, <laughs> yeah, snooze fest. Let's not. No, we don't. Yeah, let's not go there right now. But, yeah. Um, but you know, that's the thing is, since the last time we did this, you literally have exploded with your pickleball playing and and what you've been. Well, not literally. You, I mean, you're still here in one piece, but um, no major injuries. Well, but you guys brought in. Uh, a professional by the name of Riley Newman who did a clinic and you guys learned a lot. A lot. And, and you know, we used to, we used to play a lot and it's kind of like everyone just shows up and tries to outpower, power each other, you know? Right. And I'm all for that. Believe me. And I don't think that would be a surprise to anyone listening that knows no. me, but um, we learned so much and it was like a two hour, three hour clinic just, and it wasn't even, he wasn't even teaching us high level skills. He was just teaching us basically, Different shots, basic strategy, core positioning, and it seems to me, and I wasn't there. And since since that day, um, and all of the the brethren that I play with were also a part of that clinic. Our level of play has risen considerably, and just in a short order. And the other thing that's really helped us is we're all so now we all follow Riley Newman kind yeah. of on his pro circuit, and and I I mean I, I can't speak for anyone else, but 
I've learned a lot just watching that and watching for different things and how they do different things. I mean, obviously my execution is going to be a whole lot different than theirs is, but um, it's, it's, it makes a lot more sense. Now when I, when I watch it after taking his clinic and learning some things from him, I, I get a lot more of what they're trying to do strategically instead of just trying to smash it on people's throat, which is also still enjoyable. It, it seems to me like what the thing they taught you the most was, um, uh, control and like they just taught fundamental well I mean, right fundamental you know and, and but controlling when yeah, to do yeah. this when yep. to do that yep. you know um whether you want to hit it smash it hard to drive them back or if you're yep. gonna try to dink it short yeah just to mess with them um i mean it, it kind of goes back to not it doesn't go back to this it, it reminds me of my mom talking about playing racquetball with yep. dennis green yep. who is my mom and dad's neighbor dennis yep. is a great great guy he used to play racquetball with mom every once in a while. And mom said, you could go in there and you could try to smash it with him. And he would come back and he would ball. slowly hit it. And he wouldn't hit it slowly, but he just a very controlled shot that would hit about six, six to 18 inches above, above the wall <laughs> and would just drop straight down. Yeah. There's nothing you could do about yeah. it. Um, he would just, he, he'd work you back yeah. and forth until he got that shot. And then, yeah. he, then he, that's yeah. how he gets you. Yeah. Um, so it's a great game. And you guys are working on on doing some improvements to the courts, and there's, yeah, there's some really, well, there's some ideas for how to grow the sport here in New Hampton. Yeah, I mean, we're really trying. Yeah, we're really trying to get more of the community involved, and and I've actually talked with these these folks before about it. That you know, we've lived in New Hampton for how many years? Yeah, and these folks are mostly from New Hampton or originated from New Hampton, but right. New Hampton people in general, and. I, you know, you never cross paths with these people, and it, right. we are in a small community. And I, no, that's I just, true. And I just told them, it was probably—I don't know if it was like one of those things that you like just listening things you're thankful for or what—but it was like I never would have met these people otherwise, and I really, really enjoy them both on the court and just in human interaction. I just really, really like them, and sure. so it, it's brought some great friendships that never would have happened. Oh, without a doubt. Um, so there's that, and uh, you know who knows? Maybe there's pickle talk coming our way in the future. Yeah, there's like ten pickleball podcasts now. Like it's exploding. Oh. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily see that. Well, the, you've are the market's already saturated. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's that's okay. Uh, but still, it would be cool. And we were kind of talking about this on the way home. I think you guys could do one or two tournaments and i'll be honest with you i'm probably not gonna play pickleball but if you could find the right setup and what you want i'd manage the tournament for you yeah to be totally honest with you yeah but, and and what you know what i've learned is that there's a sizable group in decor that plays regularly i mean that these people are all around us it's right. just like we didn't you don't know what you don't know right. and so you kind of got to get your name out there and and just i mean the national pickleball scene has grown exponentially and the average age of players has gone down significantly just in the last two years and so you're getting a lot more youth involved and um but yet it's still accommodating to more of a senior circuit too i mean there's there's different um there's different styles and different paces for everyone and it's all all still out there and so people are able to kind of find their their fit with that and and that's that's why i like my group is that we like to play competitive pickleball, but at the it, it never gets ugly sure. ever. I mean, we just we just enjoy 
each other's presence too much and it, it's always very very respectful sure and that that to me is important because i in my younger years i'm sure it wasn't the case for me where it was just like a win at not win at all costs but it was like it was very very important for me to win and um now i just like if it's good pickleball i don't care i just want it to be good pickleball well i get that and that's the thing is well, and we play co-ed. You can play women's. You can play, you know, co-ed. You can play men. Whatever you want to do. Right. We play with, so long as we have four players, we're playing. It doesn't really matter. And anyone will be anyone's partner on any day. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So there's Lisa's life update. Bit update. Basically, it's pickleball. I basically have one update of my life. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you pickleball and pickleball a lot. I do. Uh, what does Jason do? <laughs> I just got done with radio stuff. That was... Kind of fun. Here we're talking on the radio now. Yes, it's not really well, radio. Kinda, yeah, but um, yeah. So my radio broadcasting season just ended with a uh, tough loss for the Nashville Plainfield Girls against. It's the number two team in the state, and you look at it was like, yeah, that should be the number one team in the state, and then you find out that they, they've not been able to beat Newell Fonda. So it's like, okay, that team is that good. Yeah, and there's somebody who can beat them. So how many did? Is it Audie Crooks? Audie Crooks. How many did she have? She had 32. Yeah. And it was, I, I mean, I don't know how you silently have a 32-point game, but, like, it wasn't. It, it didn't wa- feel like a 32. Yeah, no, just, like, all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, she's got 20. Yeah. Uh, she, she had 16 in the first half, 16 in the second half. Yeah. Um, the uh, And part of it was because Molly Joyce, who is the other one, yeah. she had a 19-point first is half. Is she and had, hit, like, a guard? Or a she's a guard. Okay, yeah. And she shoots well, and yeah. she hit, like, three or four or five threes in the first quarter or first half she she had god what did she have 16 in the first quarter almost darn near it seemed like yeah um you know so it was just uh it it was a good team and i think you know everybody knew i think the entire national playing field crowd knew what they're getting into um what they were going to see and honestly in the second quarter national playing field outscored them they 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 beat them in the second quarter yeah but unfortunately, those eight minutes are part of twenty-four minutes, yeah. and and uh, you know, so uh, it was thirty-five to three at the end of the first. Oh boy! It was it was rough. So they they did well to get where they yeah got. they came back and put some points up, and they found ways to you know I mean Jenna Carpenter still had fourteen I think, yeah. um, finished a career with eight hundred fifty-five. No, that's, 870 points on a career. That's pretty solid. And Brianna Hackman was over 1,150. It was closer to almost 1,200. Well, good for them. You know, so, I mean, congrats to them. And, yeah. and I, I bring them up only because of how much I appreciated not only those girls, uh, but the other senior girls, uh, the boys' team as well, and then both their coaches and their staffs. Just they treated me like I was one of the national playing field people. Well, you, know? you effectively are. I mean, well, right. Their entourage. But I mean, it, it's yes, that's true. Um, but you know, it's very easy for them to 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 be like, oh, he's from New Hampton, you know. Yeah. And not that there's necessarily but, I mean, you a huge rivalry, but respect like, they deserve too. well, and that's the thing is, I looked out for them to make them look as good as as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. They looked out for me to make sure that I had what I needed to to be able to. Put on a good broadcast, and uh, Josh Smith is the AD and the girls' basketball coach. Absolutely took care of me. Sam Brown, uh, the boys' basketball coach, took care of anything I needed. Um, they would, you know, they would carve out time for me to be able to do a an interview with them. 
you know, before the game. Um, even if things were busy, you know, every once in a while we couldn't do it, but like, they're never like, nope, sorry, nope, can't do it, whatever. You know, I'd always look at him and say, you want to skip it today? And if they were, and, and that's the thing, part of it is I could read it. It's like, okay, yeah. they're busy. So Not, yeah. the other night we, we went up to St. Ansgar for the, for our regional quarterfinal and the girls got there late and uh, long story behind that, but um, they got there a little bit late and, I could just tell Josh is in a hurry and like he's trying because part of the thing is he had to tape at least two girls, if not three girls. Amp- yeah. Ankles. Oh, yeah. Plus they had to do a sh- shoulder tape on one of them. And yeah. so, I mean, there, there's some stuff that's got to get done. And I said, you want to, he's like, hey, is it, do you want to do it or you want to skip it tonight? He goes, I got to get taped and done. I said, yeah. nope, that's fine. We'll, we'll worry about it later. No yeah. big deal. And so, you know, and, and it's just, it was, it's, it was cool. Like he, here's the deal. For me, I grew up, you grew up with a guy by the name of Darren Svensson as the radio guy in Decorah. Uh, some people, like if you're listening in Decorah or if you're in Northeast Iowa, there's a pretty good chance you know who that is. And so for me, and, and I've told him this, and he gets like, that you, he, he doesn't take credit for it. Uh, but for him, he's kind of the example that I, I follow. Right, right. Um, and, and everybody has said, and they're right. He's outstanding at building relationships with the students. Um, and so they know him. They trust him. Um, he trusts them. Well, and he's and a good, legit fan, too. Yes. Well, yes. He's fair. Yes. He's you know he's not a homer. Right. Um, he's But he's fair. Yeah. Um, he, he knows. I mean, he's obviously seen enough high school sports that he knows when he's seeing quality things. Well, he also players. knows when there's... There's something that's not well. Something's amiss, yes, so yes. to speak. And so that's the thing is, I, I think about his what I saw with him, and I try to model that, and and it worked out, you know. Yeah. And and so it's funny. I, I told, I told a lot of people this, um, and this is why. Honestly, this is why I think I so strongly considered getting out of education, just doing radio. Yeah. And I think I realized that it wouldn't be that way all the time. Yeah. Uh, but here's what it is. When I go call a game and I go, you know, I'm there and I get to interact with the kids and the coaches, it is all the best parts of education without all of the other. Um, Jack Ashery. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and yeah. interruptions yeah. and politics. And not that there's not politics and everything. There oh, is. yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if people disagree on anything, that's, that's politics, you know, I can, I can live with that. Um, but you know, it's, it's just 100% straight up the relationship building part of it, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's why with this senior, especially the senior group of girls, because they would come up, I would get there and usually they were getting taped on the stage where I was set up, you know? And so I would see them, the guys were usually a little bit later. I was already going on air by the time they got there. So I got to get a chance to to talk to those girls, yeah. uh, which was really fun, and get to know them a little bit. And, yeah. and they got to know me a little bit, and, um, you know. Um, so it was it, it, it's good. It was really really good, um, and I was very very glad to be a part of that in yeah. the way that they allowed me to be. Um, so that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else is going on? Found out that my budget for fireworks this year is going to be cut in half. That's always fun. Uh, it's nobody's fault. Do you want just... me to tell you that you're like 
personal allowance budget, I'm going to cut that in half too. Would that be you like do that all the time money? anyway? <laughs> True. But you know, and, and here's the thing: is like when it, when they told me about it, they're like, I could just tell they're like really nervous. I was going to get mad. I'll be honest with you, I'm not mad. Like I get it. Like there, there's some stuff that went down. Yeah, it was Well, yeah, and, and it's nobody's fault. It just it's a byproduct of the covid yes, issues it was a whoops yeah it, whatever like no big deal and so like yeah it's like okay we're gonna have to change how we do some things but in a lot of ways it allows me to change the way we're gonna do it it's yep. gonna look different this year yep. it'll look way different um it'll be more similar to what we did in december which people really liked uh, but people aren't gonna be able to sit out on the highway and yep. back off by garnet park or whatever and watch it from back there they're yep. gonna have to come into the park which in a lot of ways might be better for the for the it is better park. for for the park. For well, sure. for the for the, the uh, for casual viewers like me, it's kind of a bummer because, it, you know, like parking situation in the park itself is a nightmare. Well, and yeah, and what's this? Yeah, that's um, true. So, so there's a little bit of that. But if I mean, a lot of people they once they're in the park, they're in the beer garden for, you know, from six o'clock till midnight anyway. So they're already yeah. there, and who who gives a crap where they parked, frankly? So right. Um. I, you know, it, it'll be fine. I mean, people, it, it's not like there's hundreds of things to do in this town on that night. So, well, there's a few, but it's, yeah, but not that time. And so it's just like, well, right. why know, don't we just go do that? And that's fine. Well, and, and what I'm, you know, with what we're looking at doing, we might be able to do some things we've not done before. We might consider some different things. And I'm kind of excited for the setup to be a little bit easier, not quite as involved. Um, and that's not to say that we're not going to work hard on this thing, but like the nature of some of the stuff we're going to have to use just because it's more cost effective, it's easier to set up. Yeah. You know, and so I'm sure there's people who say, well, why don't you use that all the time? Well, because it's still nice to use some of the big stuff. And we've yeah. got, yeah, we've got a few things that we can use to augment, but. Right. Um, so I, in, in a lot of ways, I'm actually really excited about it. In some ways, it's just like, yeah, dang it. But then. Um, there's a good chance I'm going to be in Boston on the 4th of July. You know what that means. Did I know that? No, you probably did. Or did didn't. you just reveal that to me just, just I may now. have just revealed that to you. I applied for something that would run. Oh, a teacher institution? Yes. Yeah. I, I, where we would be in Pennsylvania, uh, Massachusetts, and New Jersey following the the uh, Boston campaign of the American Revolution, which if you're a history person, that sounds awesome, right? And honestly, I think you'd love it, Lisa. I'm sure you would, in fact. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it would. But yeah, but that's also like right in the the high time of fireworks season, which means the biggest show we shoot, which is Dysert, pretty good chance I wouldn't be there. Did you, yeah. The guys know about it. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of making plans for it. It'll be fine. Who knows what'll happen with that? Because that's you know the other problem with supply chain issues, which I know you guys at work dealt with a lot of that. Oh uh, yeah, we still do. You know, and we're dealing with it here. Um, containers are still like we were supposed to have a container of, of a bunch of our stuff come in 11 days ago 12 days ago still hasn't come in yet um oh yeah and that was ordered last year yeah you know so and and so shipping costs are more than doubled they said that i was talking with the owner and he said you know it used to be you could get a container brought in for about seventeen thousand dollars shipping yeah now you're looking at about forty thousand dollars in shipping I mean, it's just like holy Sick. cow you know, but that's a, and that's a lot of, that's a lot of boom booms. That is a lot of boom booms. You know, but. Yeah. You, I mean, we, we've been seeing that at work stuff that, I mean, it was basically like, 
in in my maintenance world we have like the walmart of a maintenance department and it's called mcmaster car it's a giant like catalog they have everything in warehouse like four different warehouses around the u.s and it's just like millions and millions of things right and it's it was it's something to like just a circuit breaker which I think we all know like electrical components. We all know that, but it's just like, they're like, yeah, we could back order, but ah, ah, and we, they still can't get them. And it's been how long now, but, right. but I mean, just different things. And we have some equipment that is from the OEM parts are from overseas. Right. And, um, you know, we used to be able to expedite them and get them in, you know, five days, call it. And now it's like, well, you can still pay the expedite fee and get it in three weeks, maybe. Right. So, I mean, not that those are shipping on containers, but I right. mean, just, just everything takes longer. And, you know, we, our uh, Trimark has a facility in China. And so we got to kind of know firsthand what kind of things they were doing. Um, and it was like basically any inbound freight that was coming into that facility, um, except if it was coming from us because they knew what our safety protocols were anything coming into their facility, um, not from us, it was all like staged and sanitized. And I mean, wow. it, just, it was just like, it was a lot, it was a lot. And so and all that takes time mm -hmm. and that all takes manpower and labor hours and all that good stuff. So yeah, it, it's, it's no surprise. Interesting. Well, let's turn political. Oh God. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Oh, here we go. Hold uh, on, everyone. Buckle up. Chin so, straps tightened. In the state of Iowa, there's been a number of bills proposed. Oh, you mean garbage proposed? Whoops. Yes, bills proposed. Uh, that affect schools. And um, I'm not going to necessarily speak my piece on this at this okay, point. I will. It's trash. Hang on. Well, <laughs> so I actually want to get your opinion as a parent okay because my opinion as a teacher means it, it matters yeah but people will say well you're biased and yeah, yeah. I, I am i mean yes that's not inaccurate to say um but additionally um the parents opinions matter in this and that's where some of this is coming from a lot of this is supposedly coming from and i don't get it i just don't get it so one uh, the the more famous one that has gone around Facebook across the country, and uh, a lot of the teacher friends that I've built, they're starting to post about how hot Iowa had this law proposed. I'm like, yeah, well, it it ended up dying in committee, so it's not going to happen. At least not this year. But yeah, who knows it'll if come it comes up back. Again. You, yeah, um, that they wanted to the, uh, and I'll, I'll just say it, it's. Uh, I can't think of his first name, Momsen, who was a Republican legislator from DeWitt, Iowa, wanted it put in that mm -hmm. schools were going to have to put a live stream camera in every classroom except for special ed, special ed and the gym. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why gym? You know, I mean, at least you can see something happening in gym. Yeah, that would be at least entertaining to watch, maybe. Right. Um, <laughs> so that parents could have access to check up on what their kids are learning whenever they wanted to. Okay. As a parent, what are your thoughts on that? As a parent, I think you, if you were initially for it, I would say 
you would watch it for a week and then you'd have better things to do because there's nothing much to see. But very personally as a parent, other parents don't need to know what's going on with my kid in their educational life. What do you mean? If my kid is struggling with reading or whatever. Which we have one that is a little bit. Yeah, and we've been working hard at home mm-hmm. with it. But, you know, it came very easily for Lynn. It doesn't come as easily for her. Right. Anyways, that's nobody else's business but the teacher, the parents, and the, the individual student. That's that's our issue. Sure. Not anyone else's. And I don't... I just don't understand why. And I know we've talked about this and... There's this sentiment amongst adolescent students, probably more so, that, well, then, you know, my mom and dad can see what teachers are doing to us. And I would just, my question is, and what would that be? So I'm, and I raised my hand here, so I didn't, because I don't want to cut you off. Do you have a question? Yeah. um... Are we not recording? (sighs) No, we're recording. Oh, okay. We're actually getting close to the max. Look, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to okay. come back to that. Put a pin in the question. We're going to come back in okay. just a second. Okay. Okay. So the question was, what was it? what was the question? How do I feel as a parent? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about. Oh, I know what I was going to ask. You had said that adolescents say, "Well, th- then they can see what the teachers are doing to us." Can I ask a question? Because this is actually going to. I have a motive. Okay. And this is going to set me up for my next thing okay. that, I, that I will say my okay. opinion on. Um, where you, you, you saying that, where'd that come from? You. <laughs> okay. Because truthfully, I've talked to every one of my classes about this. Yes. Um, not like, oh my God, can you believe they're doing this? I didn't do that. I said, hypothetically, what I did is I said, we're going to have a day of controversy. And so. Which we pretty much do every day. Out, I mean. Well, right. And, and so then I said, what if hypothetically they were going to put a camera in here? Um, there was only one class of adolescents, and they are very much a specific group that... Subset of individuals? Well, and quite <laughs> frankly, it socioeconomic status, upper middle class... Entitled children? I didn't say that. I did. Okay. Um, every other one, all five across the board, other than them, said... Hey, we want know. nothing to do with yeah. us. I don't want anybody looking at, at us. Yeah. I mean, there was one at, at first they joke. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we should do that. And I said, okay, let's make this more re- realistic. This is a possibility. Yeah. And all of a sudden their tunes immediately. Their buttholes pucker up a little bit? Yes. And, and that's not that's not necessarily what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going in you trying to say. You just want honest feedback on it. I, yes. Yes. Absolutely. As a social studies teacher, I wanted to know. Um, so anyway, go ahead and continue. So, oh, I, I was going to say is. The ones my term I, was entitled. That was not the term. No, no, no. I know, but what you're talking about is catch the teacher, and to me, I feel that that is so. The other five classes were all like, "Well, now the parents will see how bad their kids really are," and that's what some parents some parents have had. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, this bill, I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, is to quote unquote catch the teacher doing something. a thousand percent. Um. 
and and so that's 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 where we're at with it. Um, and, I mean, and I feel yes, like it's frustrating. Yeah, I I feel like there's a a subsection of parents that maybe would say, well, then if, if, you know, if our kids getting bullied, we can see. And to that, I say this: I think you're not going to see that on camera because kids aren't stupid, and if they're going to do their bullying. They'll take it on the bus or wherever where they're, they're gonna, not they're gonna do it on the a live feed. They're going to do it in the bathroom. Yeah. Or they're going to do it in a large crowd Yeah. where they don't. They protect themselves. Right. Yes. Um, they're so, not, kids are not stupid. Absolutely There's not. a reason why they don't do it in front of me. Yes. Where, where they, they don't bully somebody out loud in front of me. They do it where there's nobody around. Um, Can I just have one more thing about bullies? Please. Because they're everywhere. And I'm just going to say... It, yes, the kids are bullies, but the parents are bullies. Yeah, it's those kids' parents, and so if you think that your kids are getting picked on, and they might be, look at look at the parents of the kid that you're accusing of being the bully. And if you're like, yeah, I could see them doing it, then I think you've just found your answer. Well, the hypocrisy in general drives me insane, and there's a lot of hypocrites in our world, and uh, that will frustrate me more than anything is the ones who are saying, well, you shouldn't be doing this or your kid shouldn't be doing this. And yet their kids are the ones doing it or they're the ones doing it. Um, a good example. And I'm going to, well, anyway, I think this is a rabbit hole. We don't necessarily want to go too deep down. No, I know. Um, I've got an example from today that I want to talk about at some point, but you know, as a teacher, I will tell you this first off from an operational security point of view, probably not good. Secondly, it's not good for kids because it because of uh, trust. And let me explain why here in a minute. Okay. Momson came back and said, "Well, I just want the camera pointed at the teacher in the front of the room." <laughs> and my my I got what I would have given to have that guy come to my classroom and watch me teach a lesson. Yeah. And tell and then say, "So where's the front of my room?" Yeah. And he says, "Well, you you need to stay up in the front." So I should be an ineffective teacher because you want to see me on the camera, you know, and, yes. and, and regardless, they're going to put a microphone around my neck is what they're going to do. Oh yeah. You know, so I'll have to walk around with this microphone so you can hear anything I say, which is the whole point. And there's this, I believe there is a fear that I'm going to quote unquote indoctrinate some kid mm -hmm. into being some bleeding heart liberal. And we're afraid that they're going to, they're going to, you know, or they're going to, we're indoctrinating kids to quote unquote, hate America. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening. There's a difference between accept, acknowledging what has happened and saying something has happened. Let's learn about it so we can do better. And out and out saying, well, let's hate the country and everything we are. That's not true. That's not true at all. No, that's, that's an election thing. That's an election, um, campaign tool for the GOP as far as I'm concerned and I'm sorry if we have some Republicans listening but that's that's the facts well and and that's the thing it's, it's fear well you're gonna change my kid well pfft. well you I know, wish you would so I wouldn't have to well frankly. and that's that's the thing and, and here's the thing <laughs> this is why I'm not a teacher in a public education system. well and, and so <laughs> oh boy you say public education. <laughs> it's funny because none of this applies to private schools. They weren't going to do it to the private schools. Yeah, but here, let's give you some vouchers. Anyways. Well, that's another we can talk about. But I had an example today. And I'm making an assumption about somebody. And I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to. 
here's what I noticed. We're sitting in, in the lobby, and this woman, I don't know who the heck she is, had two kids down there. Her husband had gone, her boyfriend, whatever it was, had gone to get their, their vehicle and bring it up so they could go pack up. And her kid has a bottle, and he's flipping, bottle flipping, flipping the bottle upside down onto a table. And she's watching him do this. And there's a guy, and you saw him down there, who, like, he's in a suit, and he's obviously... He's like a front desk attendant that is, right. like, trying to keep the lobby clean. And, and so he's been vacuuming, and he's been dusting, and, and uh, doing a nice job of yeah. that. And then the, the mother does nothing about the bottle flipping, which was annoying as heck. Just like, I do not want to listen to this thing go clank, yeah. clank, just because this kid can't find a way to quietly entertain himself. And at the same time, our daughter's sitting there, in a chair doing nothing, just yeah. being. Sitting, yeah, existing. And it's just like, look at this. And yeah. And and so then I'm like, well, whatever. I, I'm not going to say anything. Next thing you know, the thing falls off, breaks the cap, and now it's spilled all over the floor. Mm-hmm. And all the mom says, well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, either you clean it up or tell your kid to clean it up. They made the mess. Your kid made the mess because you wouldn't stop them. Yeah. And now this guy, then he's like, well, I'm so sorry. She says, I'm sorry three times. And walks out yeah. the door. And this guy's left to clean up this mess. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? And this is where the assumption is. This is probably the same type of person who says, oh, our, our world is so screwed. Kids these days. No, adults well, these days. Yeah, I mean, that, Hold your kid accountable. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you, you need to isolate that part from it. Because you don't know that at all. About, I know. But, I know that. But I mean, it's just... If that type, type just of person in, just that would, yeah, would yeah. turn around and say, well, kids these days, I can't believe this. And, you know, they have no accountability. And, they're, you know, that's where I would get really, really fried on yeah. this. No, you as a parent have the responsibility to teach your kid not to be an idiot. Oh, now, I get good it. Good sake. Good sake. Not every kid is going to be cooperative. I work in a school. Yes. I know that. I screwed up. I yelled at a kid who yelled right back at me on Friday. <laughs> and I knew I shouldn't have yelled at him. Yeah. There's better ways to get to them. Yeah. We live in a world, okay, opinion. We live in a world that's so hell-bent on being punitive. And we want to get back at somebody who either made me mad or upset me or whatever. And so I'm going to be very punitive and make sure that, you know, they feel the pain. I felt this way, so now they have to feel it. And if they don't feel enough of it, we got to do more. Step it up, yeah. You know, and that's where you get the 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 same people who complain about cancel culture are the same people who want to cancel out people who make mistakes. You know, oh, they did this; they should never work there again. They should be fired on the spot. They, and it's always they. No, never who is they? Just they, they, they should do this. They should that. Well, who is they? And cancel them out because that's what's going to make the person hurt. You know, it just, why do we have to be so darn punitive about everything? I have a question. Do you think that it's, do you think that it's actually been like this for a while? It's just like, it's just that now in the past 10, 20 years that you're able to amplify your own voice. It has been like this for a while. And now in the last five years, somebody <laughs> made it mainstream to just go out and say whatever the hell Not you want. to name names. Yes, I agree. 100% agree. And then on top of that, it's a perfect storm because on top of that, now people have a platform where it used to be the only people who had a platform to speak about this were the people who like were in TV and no, TV radio yeah, yeah. or if they somebody wanted to ask them. Yeah. 
now everybody can go out and, and say whatever they want. We're doing it right now, for God's sakes. I guess my advice for anyone listening would be to just be like, if someone asks your opinion on something you really don't know, just say that. You know? It's I haven't okay thought a lot about that. I don't really know. And well, sometimes, sometimes I do people, have strong opinions on something. There's a lot of people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sometimes I really do have strong opinions. Similarly, and I don't know why people come to me for advice because, like, clearly I've got my life together. But at any rate, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I think that's the biggest thing is you don't have to have a concrete answer to anything because that's not how life works. And I agree with you. And and if people would do that, you'd be dead on. But here's the other problem with all that. We've got a lot of people in this world who think they do know. And so, therefore, they're going to spread their message that they it's think the they know. La, 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 la. Yeah. Right. Um, and and you, you, we were talking on the way home. You said that opinions are not facts. Or no, I said feelings it? are not facts. Thank you. Feelings are not facts. It doesn't mean they aren't real. It just doesn't right. mean they're not true always. Right. And, and so, I mean, we have a a level of ignorance across the board that is unreal. And and I've said this also in other places. It's not just simply the fact that it's ignorant. And again, you can have intentional and unintentional ignorance. Yes. There's a lot of unintentional ignorance. Absolutely. But there's also a lot of ignorance that isn't intentional, but it's also not coming is occurring because no one wants to do the work to find out on their own. Um, but one of the problems we have is, um, Oh, I just lost it. Um, I don't remember what I was what I was talking about. Oh, the divisions that we're dealing with are from assumptions being made by people that don't want to find out the truth about what they're talking about. And, and what I mean by that is, okay, I'm upset with the manufacturing industry, and that's what's causing prices to go up. And gosh dang it, how dare they make my prices go up? But I have not looked into how manufacturing has become a little bit expensive due to whatever's going on or how manufacturing's, you know, in the same boat, uh, they can't get stuff in because of what's gone on with the pandemic. Um, and that's where I get frustrated with schools is uh, people will make an assumption about what's happening in the school. The last time they were in a school, they were sitting on the other side of the desk. And let me tell you, yeah, you learn as a teacher very quickly that being on the other side of the desk is very different than being on the student side of the desk. Absolutely. It's not the same. Yeah. Nope. Um, yes. And, Your experience and, in a school is way different. Right. And so you say, well, I've talked to kids. Okay, good. You've talked to kids. I've talked to teachers. Yes. You've talked to the ones that tell that's you what you, viewpoint. right. The, yeah. That tell you what you want to hear. Now come talk to one that's, that doesn't necessarily yeah. agree with what you are pushing or want to hear. Um, and that, that is the problem. We, love to make assumptions and i've done it on this podcast in this episode making assumptions about things that i don't necessarily know yeah oh 100 you know? i mean we all kind of do that every day it's just to me it's kind of like yeah but you don't have to you know oh, broadcast yeah. or like be um bully your uninformed opinions upon ever any anyone oh, i mean right. it's just like why why well right exactly and just assumptions about broad assumptions about broad groups of people leads us to this issue um yeah and i think i think i heard this on a podcast somewhere i don't even know what it was but 
it's like if you don't share some like universal truths with someone it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to really make any progress so right um because you're not dealing with the same deck of cards and it's frustrating and 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 it's it's hard to even really wrap my head around that too because like what is a what would be a universal truth other than maybe like the sky is the sky is blue you know what because our truth is really our life experience and for not necessarily in this area there's a lot of us that have a pretty similar life experience which would be a lack of diversity and a lack of you know knowledge of the outside world other than the county we live in or the town we live in um and so we don't we don't understand that life exists in many different ways and in many different places that doesn't look at all like ours and that doesn't mean it's bad it just means it's different period right now and i see and here's the thing is like and i know you've gotten upset with me when i start calling landon out on some of this stuff but he'll start making some broad statements not necessarily political. Oh, yeah. But he'll he'll make some statement about something that he doesn't know. Oh, this and is the I, best one. I will shut him up this when he the... does that. Go ahead. <laughs> the one he does pretty much every day. Mullets are cool. <laughs> does that qualify for this? Because <laughs> they're not. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. They're not. Well, and, and he doesn't understand what that represents. I think a lot of kids who think they have to grow that out don't understand what it represents. Um, and the, you know what? A lot of the people who do well, know, I don't even that know doing... what, what it rep- I don't even know what it re- represents other than it's gross. Well, I, I get that, but I mean, there's it. It's a counterculture. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I get that. You know, there, there's a counterculture involved, and when you look at who's growing a mullet, it's not like it's across the board. Everybody does it. Yeah. There's a very specific group of people that are growing mullets out. Yes. Um, they also tend to have a lot of flags in the back of their jacked up pickup trucks. Yeah. And I'll leave the assumptions there. Um, and the generalizations there, but I mean, and, and, and what it brings me back to is what I tell my students. And again, yes, I have my political beliefs and I'm saying it here on a podcast Yeah. because gosh dang it. It's a podcast, and I've got the right it's to do that. Podcast, so it's your podcast. It's my can podcast. Share your opinion, yes. But in a classroom, I will always say, number one, and I truly, I would like to think, and and I've had a lot of students say this, mention this. I would like to think that every student has a chance to voice their opinion. That said, I'm very much about fact. If yes. you're going to voice an opinion, you better back it up with fact. Yeah. If you're just going to start spouting off whatever meme, basically, yeah, yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. read, no. <laughs> Prove yeah. what that where that came from. Prove the statement. Don't give me some vitriol. Yeah, because the burden is not on you to find the fact in his statement if there is one, or her statement. Right. Or And it doesn't matter if it's Republican, Democrat, whatever. Absolutely. I am very much, you're going to make a statement, you better prove you better back that up with something. Yes. And a lot of that has to do with the or the, the rhetorical triangle and the stuff we're doing with oratory. Um, but my big thing is, and I, I need to put this on a sign and sell it. Um, I always say the world is not black and white. The world is very gray. Um, and what I mean by that is you are not completely right. And you're not completely wrong. Um, 
Unless you're married and you're the wife, and then you are always 100% right. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, we live in a society where it's all or nothing. Republicans and Democrats. It's either the Republican plan or the Democratic plan. Compromise is lost. And that's not what we need. We need more and more compromise. Okay, well, I like this part. I like that part. What can we agree on? You know, and and... and it's that universal truths mentality idea. What can we agree on? Yeah, I think that's where you, you need to start because, and I, I've heard it from multiple people, and I've tried to think a little more, more deeply about it. Is I think all sides of the aisle. I think we all kind of want, generally speaking, the same things. It's just a matter of who thinks who has the better plan to get to get there, and they're starkly different usually. But it doesn't mean one's right and one's wrong. It just means that they're different. Right. And who knows? Maybe people will hear this and say, oh, my gosh, you got to share that thing out. These guys, they, they've got to figure it out. And you know what? At the end of the day, if that happens, this this episode goes viral, which would be cool. I'm not going to lie. That would make us famous. You really do seek that fame, don't you? I do. I'm motivated by fame. But here's the thing that that about that. Even though we've said this doesn't mean we're completely right. Exactly. You know, and, and, and that's the thing is someone say, these guys are so spot on. Well, we may be very much right, but we're not completely right because there we, are we things that we are question. missing. Yes. yes. Yes, we do. You know, and so. My, my blind spot is on my right rear quarter panel where I keep hitting your pickup. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Obviously. And mine is, well, I don't know. I don't know where it is. There's many blind spots that I have. But anyway. But I think, so. I mean, I can say that some of my blind spots, I think, are born more out of frustration. That I'm just so sick of hearing some just blatantly false crap. Right. That you can you can kind of shift to one side or another. And it just, it just to me, or for me anyway, it kind of just depends on the day. But I, I think, here's what I think. And this is true of not just politics, but just in general. If, if. If your initial reaction is a strong emotional one, which is not uncommon, positive or negative, and I can say that about me, is that happens to me a lot, where my initial snap reaction to any sort of situation is the fire's burning hot, whatever way. Right. But then if you kind of just sit with that for a little bit, you can kind of come back to reality and practicality a little more. But 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 that's what I think the issue is, is that, we gotta have, we gotta get those hot takes out right now because oh, yeah. that sells, right? And it's it's just it makes people who don't understand what that is. Social media is a problem. Yeah. And well, as, I mean, yeah. As is the smartphone. Yes. Um, and, and here's the example I've given when I talk about it. And I've got nothing to prove this, but this is my hypothesis. Um, we love to blame people, and so the first thing we like to blame is the media. Well, the media does this. The media does that. It's that darn right wing. It's our darn left wing yep, media yep. Um, that that puts this stuff out. And then as soon as there's an example of CNN or Fox News being completely wrong on something, that will go around like you can't believe. Yes. Um, I think it's not so much the quote unquote mass media. Yes, it, there is problem because these people have to. They're trying to make money. To do that, they have to have ratings. To have ratings, you have to have people watching. 
And so you have to go from having news all the time. Now you have to have an opinion because you got to fill time. Yeah, and, it, and I would rather uh, get half the people are going to get fired up and have all of those people watching rather than get try to uh, apply to both and only have half the people watching or a third of the people watching. I'll get more if I get one pe- group yes. fired up and they consistently come to me for their news. Yes. Um, that that is the Fox News and MSNBC in particular yeah. uh, strategy. But the problem is, social media has no filter, has no editing. Uh, well, that's not people say. Well, they they take stuff down all the time. But the thing is, there's no editing, uh, pre-editing that goes out. There's no filter. There's no nothing. You and I can post whatever we want, whatever we want. Until it gets taken down. Mm-hmm. And so it goes up and it can get boom, immediately explode and go viral. And so uh, news, so for example, if we were to have, say, an incident go down at the school with some type of violent intruder, okay, mm-hmm. which is my euphemism for a, an active shooter. Mm-hmm. That news is not going to go around New Hampton because of KWWL. That's right. Or even, New ha- or even the New Hampton Tribune. That news is going to go down because some kid will text their parent and that parent will say, here's what I, I hear this is going on. Or somebody heard on a scanner. I heard this going on at the school. I heard this going on at school. And that is how everyone else is going to yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the world we live in. But the problem is if I do my due diligence as a quote, as a normal news source. And what I mean by that is a traditional news source. And I, I wait an hour before I put that out there. It's now old news because everybody's put it across social media. So who's going to call, uh, watch my station? Who's going to buy my newspapers? Who's going to tune into my radio station if I'm putting out stuff that is long since old news? Yeah. Uh, so I I blame social media, and what I blame when I blame social media, I don't blame the platform. I blame the people on it. Yeah, it's always the people. I mean, even the people and, in the and that's media, all of us. It's, yeah, it's like it. People. It's if, still people. If you post something on social media, you are probably part of the problem. Yeah. Whether you, your intentions are good or bad, if you don't check what you put out there and you just say, I'll put whatever, oh, share, 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 you're part of the problem. Honestly, I think we've talked about this before. Yes, think, we have. But I think the share button is probably the worst thing that's ever happened. Yes. At least make them like figure out share. how to copy and paste. Yeah. <laughs> For God's sakes. Yeah. Boy, that got... Sorry. That really got out of hand there. And that's my thing is like, I have learned that I've had to own up. I I got myself in a world of trouble in my career as a teacher. Yeah. And I don't mean like legal necessarily, yeah. but like I wasn't doing a good job yeah. of creating lessons. Yeah. And I just wasn't doing things the, in a, the, the professional way. Yes. And so Susan Anderson, I owe her to this day. I owe her my career. Without her, I, I'm not where I'm at. I, she forced me to own up to what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and maybe I don't know if forced or encouraged or whatever, but put me in a situation where I didn't have a choice. Yeah. It's either that or get out of education. And I owned up to it. Why can the rest of the world not figure out we have to own up to our own mistakes? Like if I screw up, I screw up. That doesn't make me weak for screwing up. Yeah. It makes me weak if I screw up and double down on it. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. You don't have yeah. Anyway. Um, and so that's where I'm at with this is it just, we are all part of this and what we put out is the issue. 
and what we, you know, I, I just, sorry, I got fired up. Yeah, that, boy, that escalated quickly. I get it. We probably should do a very quick Monster Jam Minute, and then we got to wrap it up because we're running out of time. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we have for a Monster Jam Minute? I don't know. I didn't go. Oh, uh, we the, yeah. So Landon and Riley and Dad and Grandpa Greg went. Last weekend. Yeah, last weekend in the Minneapolis. It was a great show. Um, honestly, it was nice. It got done in an hour and 15, or two hours and 15 minutes. Say, oh, yeah. Two hours and 15 minutes. It was it was good. Um, I don't know that I'll do the pit party again. Do it once. If you've never been, do it once, at least. Um, I think I've been saying that for a couple times now. Right. Um, but after the, the fifth or sixth or 18th time, like yeah. we've done it, it's it it's just, a, it it's a lot, a lot of standing. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of standing. It's fun to talk to the guys. Um, but if you get there right away and beat the lines, then you've just got the back end where you've got nothing to do because you talked to all of them. And if you go late, you risk not talking to the ones you want to talk to because right. their lines are long and whatever. But the show was great. They did a nice job. Um, sometime I'll have to tell you about, about Jeff Monteith's class that he's got yep. with, uh, I know. with the monster trucks that he's doing um, here in town. But yeah, uh, so there's the Monster Jam minute. Uh, we're going to get, we are going, you're going this time to yep. Des Moines. In early April. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But yeah. anyway, anything else before we call it good? No, since it's so nice out, I'm finally like motivated to go take the Christmas lights down. I yes. swear to God, I haven't been turning them on, but it is. It's time. It's been really cold. Well, I it's feel like January really... was exceptionally cold. I mean, it hasn't been like. It just hasn't been, it's cold enough that it's not pleasant to be outside. Awesome. It's not been like record cold. I can't but believe it's... we went this whole podcast and we never talked about Disney World. Well, maybe we have to do another podcast. We might have to do like a little short segment here. Okay. You know what? We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about Disney World because you're right. We really should talk about it. I cannot that. believe that didn't come up. Oh my gosh. Let's take a break. So long ago. It, well, yeah. It was like three right. Okay. Taking a break now and we'll do another one. Okay. All right, Lisa, we have a half hour in which we can talk about Mon- or, uh, Disney World. I, I still, I'm just floored. It didn't come up in the first two seconds. I really don't understand how, how? it happened, but, you know, it is what it is. So we, we bit the bullet, and we, we did the Disney. We did do the Disney. The dirty Disney. Not really. The big. The big Disney. Disney World, Florida, the whole Florida thing. And uh, we've got tips and tricks for you here. After you listen to us rant and rave, we can tell you all about it, and I got to sneak. Well, we'll talk about um, some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. First off, outside of Disney, we did some other stuff too. Yeah. Um, what did you enjoy that we did outside of Disney? Hmm. Okay, I got. I got to think. Just, just briefly. Just give me a hot second here. Um. So, so we went to NASA. We we went to NASA in, in Titusville, which was was that where Kennedy Center, Kennedy Space Center. Visitor center. Yes, I liked it. Okay. Um, what'd you like about it? Uh, the space shuttle flight simulator was great as far as like a ride that you could, you know, go on yeah. with your kids, and that was great. Um, not that it's like a theme park for that, but no, like, no, not at all. Uh, they got they had it available, yeah. But we went to one of the launch sites that had that visitor center there, and just a lot of good information. You know, they have a theater and they put on a little show for you. And I thought they that have was multiple theaters. Yeah, I thought. And they were... took. Oh, sorry. I thought those were very good. They um, took. They. You know what was interesting to me is like, 
they would take you and they'd start you in one spot and every theater continued the story. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know if we got to all the theaters. Oh, definitely not. Definitely um, not. I mean, we could have done a whole bunch more stuff about like the Mars Rover and stuff like that. Right. We just we just didn't. And it was never the plan to be there all day anyway, which we spent just a fraction of time there relative to everything else. Well, and, and we could have spent more time. Absolutely. I don't think we necessarily had to leave then, but I know we were also trying to get out in front of traffic a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we did NASA. I would recommend. Uh, we did Daytona. We stayed in Daytona Beach for a night. We did. That was our first night. We got in when it was dark. I think the date we did go to the Daytona Motor Speedway, and I I know that that was a highlight for you for sure. Yes. I, I thought it was good. I don't need to go back, but I understand that you guys have your family has been race fans for quite some time. So well, I get where that would be. Whether it's too. race fans or just. Aware, you know, I wouldn't call us hardcore race fans, yeah. which by the way, I completely forgot the Daytona 500's out of the Yeah, right I was now. thinking that a little earlier. Like, it's like, wait a second, which surprised me the land's not down here. We, we talked about it on the way home. He's like, Yeah, I might watch a little bit of that. So, yeah. we'll be close to the end, I'm sure. But, any, anywho, but yeah, so I mean, yes, okay, so I grew up watching some, some, you know, dirt track, uh, and NASCAR racing. So to see Daytona International Speedway. As they come through this corner right here, I've got video from the opposite angle yeah. uh, as we're watching on TV. And Grant, none of you know, but like I've got, vi- I've got, that's where we stood right there. Yeah. That's where we were. Um, and none of you can see what I'm looking at, and that's okay. Uh, it was the inside, in on the infield. The big thing was I wanted to get in the infield, and right. we found a way to do it. Yeah. Cheaper than we expected, actually. Yeah. Like by ways, yeah. Um, and then, you know, and of course, I'll, I'll do a quick bid for the History Bros. Um, I did do a thing called Stories from the Road. We've been doing that with uh, History Bros stuff. You can go on YouTube, look up History Bros Stories from the Road. I've got one for Daytona. You can see exactly what we did and where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was neat. It really was neat for me. Um, I was kind of in my element there, even though we didn't like go to the media center and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. no big deal. Uh, but it was good. It, it really was good. Yeah, um, I mean, we stayed in a nice place right along the ocean. Had an ocean view. and Oh, we used points. Yes. We used points to stay in a Hyatt. Stay in a Hyatt. We stayed at three Hyatts on points. Yep, sure did. Because you uh, know Kari's going to listen to this. Yeah, well, I hope so. I know. And, uh, I mean, it was cool to be on the ocean. Uh, It's chilly. Before I, let me preface this. Mother, it was not a problem that we used points. But that's we we use the word points too much, I think. Yes. In our that was that was the joke. And I'm I'm just as bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway. it was cold just because it was cold, and then the ocean was kind of blowing the breeze in a little bit too. And yeah, I mean, it was more cold. If you were wearing a jacket, you could definitely walk along the beach. You know, us being the Midwesterners that we are, we didn't have like heavy jackets, right? Um, but yes, it was definitely a cool breeze coming off. It was not the time to go like dip your toes in. No, no. we did go down through the national seashore, the mm-hmm. national park. Yeah, I'm really bummed about that because we got our kids. National Park passports when we went to South Dakota. And so yeah. we're going to all these different places in South Dakota, the national parks, national monuments, all that stuff. Where you can, well, you get them stamped. Yeah, and didn't think a thing of this, and yeah. so didn't bring those. I was smart enough to – I brought the park pass <laughs> so we could get them for free. Didn't think to bring their passports. Well, and that's funny because, like, we had multiple conversations about the park pass, and I obviously didn't pick up on it either. So I'm right. like, I don't know what – whatever. I just thought maybe you needed your dad to return it to you for something else. No, Didn't no. think a thing of it, but I think it's like that. Yeah, and I well, and, and it was frustrating because we were hoping to see manatees and it just didn't happen. Yeah, that was about we did see them at uh Epcot 
actually, but that's not the same as Wild Man. Right. Um, And then uh, Titusville had a very nice Hyatt that we stayed at. We we ate supper at a a brew pub, which is pretty good. Um, Second highest rated in town. Yeah, right. It was. It really isn't a big place. <laughs> and here's what's funny is so the next day, a couple things happened. First off, uh, or no, that night we decided we're going to play mini golf, and I remember sitting on the couch here, going through stuff, saying what should we do, and I remember bringing up Gator Golf, and you said, "No, keep me away from the, uh, keep me away from the alligators." But that's not how you said. Okay, it. Okay, but first, yeah, and then you, I said, "But you can feed them alligator food," and you said. Jason, we are alligator food. Also true. And then the kid said, I want nothing to do with this. And what ends up happening? What happened? We went to Gator Golf. We went to Gator Golf. I I just have to say. Go ahead. So when we got to NASA, they bus you out to the um, launch site with the... the, They send you out to the Apollo building, basically. Yes. And so the the bus driver will talk to you like a good bus driver does. And he's like, you know, here we go back like past a little like um the canal basically yeah. uh, right next to the road and he's like if you're looking here you're probably gonna see some alligator i mean this is where a lot of people see alligators and stuff if that's what you're looking to see and i'm like oh god and uh we didn't see many uh, any on the way out however on our way back to the main nest facility i saw two alligators in the wild and i just have to say this about that i am terrified of alligators why while i don't know because i think they're basically dinosaurs and they're terrifying okay. and they're fast and i can't imagine i cannot fathom that people swim in water that have alligators in them i just it just blows my mind fair enough so don't you're isolating all of our florida listeners well and i am sorry. i'm sorry our florida listener i mean <laughs> we swim with all the nitrates so what well, that's true so that's whatever. true so, tomato tomato Right. Uh, that being said, I have no problem if I go to a zoo or whatever. And I was like, okay, Gator Gump is really... I, I mean, when I had that conversation with you, that was just me being my typical over-the-top self, mm. much to do about nothing. And Fair so enough. I'm glad... I mean, the alligators stink is a thing. Yeah, that's and true. so we got to feed the alligators. And I have to say, the stuff you give them looked like a giant turd. They I mean, did. But they liked it. They did like it. So... But we, we did had that. Fun. We did, and that wasn't the only place. After that, we went. I took you indoor go karting. Yeah, I had a great time. Which turned out to be it was expensive, but it was a really cool setup. It's the Andretti karting thing, so maybe they'll give us a sponsorship next time we go down. Yeah. There in twenty five years, but um, you know the 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 timing, like you just didn't just get in. They had electronic timing. They tracked your laps. You got yeah. the whole nine yards. It yeah. was it's really well done, and yeah. it was probably what twenty five thirty bucks per race for you to do it, but. Yeah, it was worth it to do yeah, it, it once, and they 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 had smaller ones that the kids could do, and yep. so even Riley, little Riley, yeah. got to go. She puts go-karting. on the old helmet, and away she goes. Yeah, um, and then the next day, yes, we went to Pirates Cove. My gout in my right toe acted up at that point. I was in so much pain, um, but that was the day that I actually played golf well and kicked out everyone's butt. Yeah, because the night before it was not the case. Yeah, no, you were the. Good I think one. you were tied with Riley that day. Yeah, Riley almost beat me. <laughs> Which to be to be fair, they do okay. So it's... they're they're not bad. And then we went to the see the the Titanic exhibit. Yeah, which was good. Which was I good. like going to so the um who was the person what what do you call the person that leads it? the the tour the guy tour guy the docent wow yeah um, she was great 
Yeah, she's the perfect two of you can tell that she's very passionate about the well, subject. She was a teacher. Yeah. Well then she walks Not, but <laughs> I'm just no, I'm kidding. Don't don't do that to me. I'm because just teasing I can you. tell you right now why have I led some pretty decent tours for you guys? Because it's what I do all day. Is I teach. I, I know. I'm just trying to give this woman props. Was yeah. just let me do so. No, I know. And that she's a so former could, teacher. And yes, so you she could was, tell she was very passionate about the subject. Yes. She was very well educated about the subject. And she presented it in a way that got everyone else. Well, I can't say everyone. It got me excited about right. I, I just I felt like I could ask her a lot of questions. And it wouldn't be like, oh, I'll have to get back to you. No, she, yeah. she knew things. And she knew the stuff that I wanted to know. Like the personalities of these people right. and the, the lives they led and the gross minute detail not gross but like the intense minute details of these people and that right. i mean like yeah it that's that's what does it for me is when you can you get to know the person and not just their role in in right. the in the event yeah and then we got to disney oh yeah <laughs> well I, we stayed one more night in, in, in a yeah, hyatt we did um, on points on points yeah um and then like, we went like, to like, Disney like, Springs, like. yeah. And we ate at the Polite Pig, which was great, in was Disney great. Springs. Uh, it's, it's quick service, so you don't have to have a reservation or anything. Um, well, and that was you probably do. At, well, at the Polite Pig, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. But yes, there, there's a number of places there. You know, and we can't speak on everything. But yeah. So, I mean, we did three of the four parks. We didn't go to Animal Kingdom. Um, I know. I'm not thrilled about that. I mean, I get it, but... Um, and And so... Uh, for myself and as you know, for myself and my mom and dad went with us. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, as it turned out, and this was not planned, uh, COVID messed it up and then just timing because of when it fit to be able to do stuff with school and mom's schedule. It was basically 25 years to the week that I had gone the last time. Um, it was also Landon's birthday. Mm -hmm. Uh, so to think that you know, 25 years ago, what I never knew about my life is I'd be back in 25 years on my son's birthday. Uh, what that means, I don't know, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, like, what did you learn about going to Disney? Like, if someone says, what do I need to know? What would you want them to know? I would want them to know, you know especially the, the reading I've done about it in, like, the last three days. Wait, what were you reading? Oh, just various articles about different things. Um, get the Genie Plus. I mean, if you can afford it, of course, but get the Genie so Plus. So what does Genie Plus give you? So basically, it allows you to have some lightning lanes or schedule some lightning lanes. If, if possible, not all the rides offer lightning lanes. Yes. Yeah, they basically do. Well, basically. But in, anyways, um, you know, wait times can be 15 minutes or they could be two hours. And so if you have a lightning lane, you basically catapult yourself to the front of the line and get to walk it's, past all it's those It's the shows. old fast pass. Yes. Which I think they used to be able to get for free. Now, you, Genie Plus, you pay $15 a day per person. So for us, it was 60 bucks a day to have uh, Genie Plus. Yeah. and On top of a $110 ticket. I, I personally, but and I have to say. It's worth it. Yeah, I have Especially to say. Especially at Magic Kingdom and at Hollywood Studios. Go ahead. You have to say what? I, I have to say that, you know, even if you were in a long line, they um, engineer the waiting line queues as such that you really don't stand in one spot very long. I mean, you're nope. usually moving, which is, I mean, because if there's anything worse, it's standing in one spot for an extended period of time. Right. Standing well, and, and not moving. And they've done a good job of trying to include 
things in the line to entertain you. Well, yeah. The, the, the drawback to that is like, oh my God, the line's moving and you think you're a lot closer than you are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, you're not. Um, oh, we're finally getting in. No. You, yeah, no. We st- and, and the yeah. only time I really felt that was the very first ride we went on, which was at Epcot, which was the um, Ratatouille. Remy's Ratatouille ride, which was, which was good, but it was like, oh, I mean, you can like, you, you think you see where you're going in and it's like, no, you well, do like 16 yeah. more loops. You get inside you... and you think you're, okay, I'm, I'm in yeah. the building now. And this is after being in a very extended line outside. Yeah. yeah. And it, it wasn't what we expected. Uh, Space Mountain was the same way. Yeah. Uh, Genie Plus, does that get you to the park early? Yeah, it gets you in like No, it doesn't. Oh. No, it doesn't. Well, what gets you in? I heard that you told somebody that, and that's not true. So whoever you told that to, you better. Well, what gets us into the park? I was staying on property. Staying on property. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so that's. Make yeah, make sure we're giving good information. Sorry. Yeah, no, Genie Plus will get you access to the lightning lanes, and that's the biggest thing uh that Genie Plus will do for you. You can buy the individual lightning lanes, which is only two rides per park, but it's the most popular two rides. Yeah. And um And it's not it's not cheap. No, not necessarily. It's gonna be anywhere between eight and fifteen dollars per person per ride. Yeah. Um and my mom ponied up and paid for both Ratatouille's Adventure, although that might have been a virtual queue. No, so that... we, no we didn't, because we did standby. We did standby on that. We rope dropped it. That's right. But she did pony up for Frozen. Yeah. And then I, that pon- was, yeah. Yeah, and I ponied up for Space Mountain, I think it was. Yeah, I, I have to say that about Epcot, is there's not a, there's really, compared to a Magic Kingdom, there's not that many rides there. Nah, there's more than you think, but it's so spread out. It is spread out, and the really, really, I mean, I feel like there's really three main ones. Okay, what are the three? Well, four. Space Mountain. No, that's not Magic Kingdom. Uh, Test Trap. Yep. uh, Remy's Ratatouille. Yep. Frozen. Frozen. And then what's the other one? Uh, Sure. And no, I can't think of it. You interrupted my. Well, I mean, it's not the spaceship Earth. No, that's not a long wait time. Maybe it's just the three that I'm thinking of them. But I mean, those are the three there, and then the other ones weren't too bad. No, none of the other rides really. It wasn't much of a wait time at all. Right at Epcot. Now, granted, and and so here's the thing: we went on days that were scheduled to be the slowest of the year, and on the, all the trackers say slowest of the year. It wasn't, and I, I found out later. No, it was. Where so on a, on a scale of one to ten, we should have been there on days like there were like a two or maybe yeah. a three, and it would have been more. It was more like a seven when we were there. Oh, I didn't know that. And what they said, what what I've been seeing because I've been reading on this stuff for yeah. a long yes, time, that. is that this is exactly what we did. Everybody that postponed a trip is now trying to go. Yeah, and so it, it's basically two years worth of guests stacking up. The ones that were going to go this year anyway, plus all the ones that didn't go last year, um, and that's the problem is that we're that they're running into is now everybody's there, um, and there's some changes, you know, and, and people say, well, the magic is gone, and you know, I don't know why we go. They keep jacking the prices and charges for everything. Well, I just have to say this: like Disney, at any point in your life, if you've gone, it's been expensive. Exactly. So if you're looking for like a cheap trip, don't go to Disney. No. Period. <laughs> No, no. No, it's what, a bummer if you can't afford to. I think. 
You got. I, I I think you should go to Disney World at least once in your life. I agree. I agree with that. Um, no, I can. I I feel pretty comfortable in saying we probably won't take our kids back there. Would you Would you go with just you and I? No. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and, and what I find interesting is there's people that I, I read about in these in these groups I've been following trying to get tips and tricks yeah. um, of uh, they're going every year or every other year. Yeah. And like, that's the only place to go for vacations. Like, number one, how can you afford that? Well, maybe they only go on vacation once a year. Well, and that's well, fine, but like, not... number one, how can you afford that? Number two, it kind of goes to that thing where we say, you only go to the places you're familiar, you only do things you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah. Try something else in your life. Right, and yeah. and the, now they're at the point where they're like, I'm going to take my money somewhere else. It's like, well, it probably wouldn't hurt you. Well, and the other thing about that is, uh, if I was Disney, I would say, okay. Like, oh, and they, they they're do. not hurting. They're not hurting. No. Um, you know, and, and so... Here's the number one piece of advice I've got. And I actually wrote something about this. And it got a lot of play on on Facebook. A lot of people saw it and, and liked it and commented. That was your fame, Jason. You made it. Well, I, I was a little bit famous. Here's the deal. Um, no matter what you do at Disney, you're going to have a great time. I don't care if you stay on property. I don't care if you stay off property. I don't care if you choose to have a bunch of sit-down restaurants or no sit-down restaurants. I don't care if you get Genie Plus or don't get Genie Plus. Disney World will be whatever you make of it. Yeah. If you go in and you expect the magic, Riley, we're podcasting right now. (laughs) She goes, when's the broadcast? Yeah. Now, girlfriend. If you go to Disney, number one, I think you have to... If you go there expecting everything to be perfect and magical, it's going to fall apart. Well, and, and I don't know whoever well, see, went there it, it thinking it was going to be perfect. What, what you think is perfect? Because as far as like accommodations, Disney really has it figured out. It's just a matter of did you think of it and do you want to pay for it? Right. Oh, absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Because they truly, in my opinion, they got it figured out. Oh, they know what they're doing. They're very good at market research. Yeah. You know, and well, that's I the think thing. It just is like. Yeah, that, but I mean, just like logistically and getting people to and from parks and, and you know, like, oh, yeah, this, the stroller system. Like, well, and, and that's the thing. just because it didn't work out for you doesn't mean that the Disney didn't do it right. Yeah, it's very possible and more likely that you didn't know what you were doing, you yeah. missed something, didn't yeah. pay attention, yeah. or just didn't follow directions. Yeah, see, that's why you plan the trip, and I'm like, yeah, I can't follow directions, so don't. Well, whatever, <laughs> how many times have I gotten this lost? And even on that trip, well, did I yeah, screw things up. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I, I'm not perfect, and what I also catch a lot of crap, sometimes rightfully so, sometimes not so rightfully yeah. so. Um, but what what else would you want someone to know? Would you, if we went back again, would you stay on property again? I think so, just for the transportation convenience. I'm sure you could do it a lot cheaper than we did. Oh yes, but like I just don't want to deal with it. And you know, we did have a rental car for a few days. And that was nice. I thought that you could you take it. Disney has a basically a rental car return. Yeah, it cost more to do it that yeah. way because it wasn't a, the same point. Now, if we'd have gone to Disney and picked it up there and then gone out, but we yeah. weren't going that direction yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, airport. Yeah. No. But yes, they've got Disney Care, Disney Car Care, and you can drop it off. And if they're not busy, sometimes they'll run you right back to your hotel for you. Yep, yeah. Greg and Carrie found that out. That yeah, they were great. You know Absolutely why? wonderful. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, you know what else would you want to know? 
Let me ask this. If we would have done things differently and maybe not gone over the coast, or maybe even said, we're instead of staying that night in the Hyatt, gone in a night earlier, would you have liked to have spent more time doing something at the resort itself? Um, You know, I don't know. I, honestly, I would have liked to go to Animal Kingdom. Fair enough. Let's face it, though. Part of the problem is it was no, like, 60, it, it touched 60 degrees. Friday, basically, when we were. It was, I think day. it almost got to 70 that day. Yeah, that was. And I finally took my sweatshirt off. Yeah. No, Thursday I took my sweatshirt off. You know, and I don't, I mean, I don't mind that. But if you think like, oh, we're just going to go back, you know, if we get somewhere, but we'll go back and swim. Well, you just be mindful of what time of year you're going then because, yeah. I mean, it, it was chilly when we were there. And even the Floridians were like, yeah, this is chilly. But it, it's still chilly. Yes. Yeah. So Well, yeah. Just because it's 55 or we're used to negative whatever, which yeah. is what it was when yeah, it was it here. Yeah, it was like extremely cold here. Um, doesn't mean that it's still like, oh, my gosh, this is a heat wave and let's, you know, just jump in the water. It's still cold in the water. Um, and those pools, I don't believe, are heated. In fact, none of them were. Oh, I'm sure not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that, that's the thing about Disney is a uh, couple things I would I would say. Uh, you know, do you need rest days? Not necessarily. But let's face it. Number one thing about Disney with, with feet, ice them at the end of the night. I, yeah. And I have to say, like, I didn't. My feet felt fine after our first day at Epcot. And this was on day, like, four of our trip. Or five, even. But um, that was our first park. My feet felt fine. Um, I think the real kicker for me was it's not so much walking in the park. It's standing in one spot. And so what really, really hurt me was, like, we would get on the bus in the morning. Yeah. And it was, by the, we were one of the last stops at our resort. Well, we were the second stop. But the first stop was enough to fill it up. Yeah, and so I know where you're going with so this. So we're we're in standing room only to the park, and it's a ten minute ride. But depending on which park you're going to, yes. And um, and then you know we did it where we were there a half an hour before the park opened, and we stayed till park closed, generally speaking, except for the last day. Right. And so we stayed for the fireworks shows at Epcot and Magic Kingdom, and so everyone leaves right after that, as did we. Yep. And so the odds that you're gonna get a seat on a bus are not good. And right. so then you stand on the way home and after you've been up on them all day at the park, that to me was killer. And yeah. I have to say that, you know, we didn't have strollers or anything for our kids. I mean, Land, Grand Land's like 11, so he right. didn't. But they walked and they did so little complaint. I mean, yeah, they mentioned like, oh, my feet are kind of hurt, but it was not like... No, I'm not, it wasn't like their dad who was terrible. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, it was, was me. I like, was the complainer. And, you know, and we talked to them a lot before we went, like, listen. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to we're gonna be there. We're going to do the things. So yep. we're going to go on all the rides that, you know, whatever. And we, we went on a lot of them. And because, uh, so if you think you're scared of it, too bad. We're going anyway because we're not coming back. And mm -hmm. I was so, so impressed that, I mean, I went, I went on the 25th anniversary of disney as well right. just like 10 months later right um after my trip you mean yes after yeah, yeah. and um i i think there was a roller coaster too where it was like and i was 12 or so at the time and, and it was like there was things i didn't want to do and it was like oh, okay fine and it, we didn't have that and for the most part there's a few rides that not all of us went on but for the most part we all did everything 
And well, I, if we didn't all go on it, it's because we went separate ways to do two different things. Yes, and and that's fine too. And I have to say, that's what Disney does well. It's like, well, how many's in your group? And they keep you together. It's not like, oh, you need to fill this spot. They'll leave a spot empty so you can stick with your group. Right now, um, they do have some single rider lives, which we'll get yes. you in earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a couple things I've been thinking about that are worth talking about. Uh, one of them, the dessert party tip and trick. It was expensive. Yeah. It was uh, about $100 a person for us to have a dessert party to, uh, before the Magic fireworks Kingdom. at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, the d- desserts were obviously very tasty. Uh, were they $100 worth of tasty? I don't know, but that's Disney for you. Okay. Um, but there's another side to that. But we got basically preferred, I won't say it's seating because it wasn't seating, but preferred wash area for the fireworks, which were exceptional, as you would expect. Yes. Um, so so that was nice. I you don't yeah. so here's the thing, and this is what we don't understand about it, uh, because we've never done it the other way. But we heard about and, and mom and dad talked about this. Uh we heard about when they went with my brother and his wife, and there's no way they were doing that. Yeah. That's fine. Um or during the dessert yeah. party. So yeah. they they stood for two hours trying to hold out hold down a spot. Yeah. And people are ruthless. Absolutely. People show up late and they just keep cramming you in there and keep moving, keep moving. When we, we didn't, we had a spot to sit for an hour, which was nice to get off our feet. We could see kind of what was going on out and over. You could kind of watch. We had desserts, which turned, that was our dinner. Yeah. Um, And then when we were ready to go, we took a leak and went to the line and they said, we're ready to go down. And someone walked us down and they took us into this, into the garden. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't packed in there. Like, there I mean, was, was people, full, for sure. but you weren't shoulder to shoulder. You no. weren't elbow to elbow. Um, and there were, you were in a good spot to see yeah. the, the projections is what everybody freaks out about at Magic Kingdom, which they're cool. That does help. But that sh- that that show was well done. Yeah. As a pyrotechnician, that was a well done show. Yeah. Um, Epcot, that was okay. It was I well done. Was pretty good. But it wasn't nearly as expensive as people think for the Epcot show. The projections and the stuff in the water is yeah. what makes that yeah. one unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I felt like it was worth it. If you're willing to spend the money, like if you can afford to spend the money and you're willing to do it, I think it's a good use. I think it's worth it. Um, if you're looking to do it on the budget, well, then don't do that. And there's other ways. You can watch the fireworks from other spots, not in front of the castle, you're just not gonna see the projection stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly, with Magic Kingdom, with what they do, that may be okay. Yeah. You know, um, that's a heck of a fireworks show. What? Are we just out of time here? We, Thirty minutes isn't enough. No, it's not. We got to keep going. No. Right, let's take a, one more break. Yep. And then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Disney. What are some other things that you thought were kind of important tidbits that you think other people would want to know? I know, and we didn't, well, we kind of knew about this, but we didn't really take advantage of it till day three, is that there's popcorn stands all over Disney, get the bucket, and you can refill them. I knew about it a long time. Well, I knew about it when we were at Magic Kingdom, because that's the first time I really noticed that there was popcorn stands. Oh. Um, and they're like. I knew about it. They're like, in. just buy the bucket. I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to carry around the bucket. And then we got, so our last day at the park at Hollywood Studios, it was like, what's for lunch? And. My kids are both like, I just want popcorn. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. And so I ended up getting them both both buckets, and we I think we refilled them three times. Oh, yeah. No, and that's the thing. So we were there the week after the figment bucket debacle happened. 
and Figment is a park, uh, a Walt Disney World park only character. Yeah. Uh, it's all about Figment of your imagination because it's Imagination Land. Yeah, uh, is where that what you've got going. It's in, a cute in Epcot. Ride to, yeah. Right, it's in Epcot. And what happened is people freaked out because it was Figment, and they had I'm no no joke seven hour lines to get Figment buckets for popcorn. Yeah, that's just wild to me. But that that popcorn maybe that might be the best popcorn I've ever had. Oh, I don't. I mean, it's really. It I was, thought it was, it was standing. Good, but I, I thought the popcorn was great. Um, I can't make that here. I can tell you that right now. Well, we haven't tried real hard either. That's yes. true. All right. So dining at Disney. Let's talk about that. What you What did you like? What do you wish we would have done? Tell me your thoughts on all that. Well, we one of the things we talked about we thought was important to do that we didn't need to do every day, but was to do a character dinner yeah. for our kids. Right. And we did that the night before we went to any parks. So that was like kind of the kickoff to our Disney experience. It was going to be the closing thing. Yes. And then we decided. I'm kind of, I'm glad that, I'm glad we switched that. Or you switched yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that actually had to do with adjusting for a fireworks schedule. Yes. Uh, because you know how we are with fireworks. Well, I know how you, you yeah. Well, my dad and I were. Yeah. And that's know, fine. That's important to you. You should get that done. Well, I know. And and so, yeah. Where do we go? We went to. Uh, Chef Mickey's. Chef Mickey's. Was that at, uh, at the, the Contemporary? Contemporary. Um, which is basically right across the street from Magic Kingdom. Before, it was a train ride. Yeah, we'll talk about the, the designing a little bit more. This is what was cool about it. We asked, how do we get up there? And we could have ridden, we could have Ubered it, quite frankly. Yeah. But then we got to talking to them, and they're like, you know what you should do? And I actually read this online. I'm like, how do we get there? They're like, oh, you know what? Go take the monorail. It's like, oh my Sweet. gosh, didn't even think about that. And that's kind of a fun little experience for the kids, too. It was. And so we took the, the bus to Magic Kingdom yeah. and got off there and got and on Magic the And Magic Kingdom was actually closed. Well, it was closing. closed when we got there. It was just closing. Yeah. We got there at 4.22. And it was closing at 4.30 because of a staff thing, which actually got canceled. They pushed it back. Um, so it would have been a great day to be at Magic Kingdom because there would have been nobody there. Yeah. We just wouldn't have gotten fireworks. Yeah. But what was cool, we th- this will never happen again. We were the only people in that monorail station. Yeah. The only people, other, other than the workers, yeah. we were the only people in there. And so we got, and, and at one point, they even held up the monorail so they could give us instructions on how to do something yeah. when, we were, when we were going, and, and coming in and going back. Yeah. So we rode the monorail into the contemporary. We rode the monorail going back. And they basically said, yeah, uh, you can't get off at at uh, Magic Kingdom. So just take it down to the, to the, uh, to the hub where all like the transportation stuff yeah. comes together and then take that one to Epcot and then take the bus from Epcot back to your hotel. So we got to ride the monorail and see some pretty Oh no, cool no, no. Stuff. We're not talking about the monorail. You're talking about the skyway. No, I'm talking about the monorail. Remember? Oh yeah. Because when yeah, we the did. monorail we comes Epcot, in and yep, goes yep. right through the middle of Epcot. Yes. So we got an overhead view of Epcot as we were coming through. And spaceship earth is all lit up. And, all and, and if we'd have been uh, 10 minutes later, we'd have been there in the middle of fireworks. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, but yes, it's all lit up, and, and so it was really cool. That yeah. was really really neat. And, I think and I'm glad that really, worked and, out. Yeah, and the, I think that was a really cool way to kind of kick off our Disney experience. Yeah. So talk about the kind of just dip our toes in and then. Go so all yeah, so we went to the character dinner at the Contemporary, and it was expensive, but it was it, worth it. I mean, yeah, it was good. Personally, so, I didn't think the food was like that great. It was good. It, I mean, whatever. It was better than anything I'll ever make, but whatever. Um, but so all the Disney characters would come out every couple minutes and, uh, 
for it's not like they're like sitting next to you, you can take a picture but they've got it figured out with COVID and all that and they stand in the background and you can kind of turn around and they're all in your pictures and they do such a good job and they interact with each table from about 10 feet away yes and they're so silly with their pictures they're so silly when they take their pictures yeah so so they were great um and our, i have to say and i don't remember our, waitress, our waitress was uh Amazing, very, very friendly, and I, I did make the remark. I'm like, do you think she's always as happy, or like, is this part of the act? But I think she really is always that happy. But yeah. anyway, um, and, and that is one other thing I would have to say about Disney is the park employees, the store, like everyone. You could ask them about anything, and they were all extremely helpful. Yes, you know, and that's one of the things that you'll you'll find some people that that have complained about that online. It's like, honey. They are short-staffed like everybody else right now. It's COVID. They're dealing with a pandemic. All the other stuff. The uh, 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 no. Disney's very good about policing masks at that time. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. And I'm not a huge mask lover. I hated my mask. Yeah. I hated wearing it. But my thing is, if the rule says that I have to wear it, then dang it, yeah. we're gonna. I will wear it, and everybody else better do it. And and they enforce that. Yeah. And I appreciate that part. Um, and so. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but anyway, then uh, let's see. What else did we eat? The next day we were at Epcot. What did we do for lunch? Oh, we had Chinese. Yeah. That was pretty good Chinese yeah, at the, okay. in, in the, the Chinese land. And I realized that this is the Disney version of the World Showcase. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there was some cool stuff there. And then we ate, we had pizza that night at Via Napoli. And in Italy. And that was great. It was good. That was really good. Uh, and again, server was outstanding. Yeah. Um, gave us suggestions on how much we should get. Yep, and that was Lana's birthday, and so they brought him a little. What they bring him a little pudding, a little cake or something. Yeah, but, a little cupcake. I mean, yeah. And they sang to yeah, him. Yeah, yep. And he was incredibly embarrassed and didn't want that, but you uh, know, we did it anyway. But we don't care. Yeah. Because this is about us, not you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we don't care about your kid. We do care about the kid, just not enough to not embarrass him. Uh, it's important. <laughs> Um, oh, and especially if you are a female or have a little girl or our girl, you, you got to get the ears. You got to get the mini ears. Many ears. And I have to tell you one other thing about them. They hurt your head so bad. Riley, it must not have hurt her head. And, and maybe I just have the wrong shape head. I don't know. But right behind my ears, that little headband sits. Killed me. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm In fact, sorry. I'm like, those ears are laying on my dresser and I'm like, I... Don't know what to do with these because I don't plan on wearing them ever again. Yeah, well, you know. But I, it, and everyone's got them, and it's just it's part of the experience. Just do it. It it's hard to find the Mickey hats. Yeah, I didn't really see any. There's only one spot I saw them, and you have to. They were custom embroidered. Oh geez, yeah. Um, which well, I think it would have been only about fifty bucks, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and so whatever, not a big deal. And honestly, getting them home, the Mickey ears with the headband or the mini ears, I should say, with the headband. Is actually much better for packing coming home. Riley has a comment. Yes, Riley, Riley has a comment. Because I have one, and so Because she yep. has one, and so does mom and grandma. Yes, that's right. That's right. So uh, let's see. So we did that. You know, we had some other reservations, and after a converse uh, lecture by Lisa, we all of a sudden didn't have any more reservations. That's. Not true. First of all, I told you that before we even went on this trip. I said, don't do that. And you done did that. And then I got there and I said, don't do that. And then you got mad. Well, I also <laughs> had, again, 
the the person who does the research is the person who should do the scheduling and the person who doesn't want to do the research and doesn't want to do the scheduling shouldn't be the one saying oh and then i'm complaining about it uh that's you by the way yeah um but there's something to be said like and that's the thing like it is okay if you want to have a reservation in a park at a restaurant in a park there are some really good restaurants and there's some that have really cool experiences and that's what i was going for yeah um Part of it was the original Magic Kingdom Day was going to be uh, Landon's birthday. Yeah. And so we wanted to have something for his. Yeah, yes. And that's fair. I understand. Right. And then that switched. And then um, I had gotten a reservation at this really fun restaurant in uh, Hollywood Studios where basically, like, if you don't finish your meal, they give you crap about it and the whole nine yards. Um, you know, they're, they're just fun, you know, they're like, it's, they're not mean, but it's not like going to Dick's last resort, but right. like, it's not just like, you know, it's a fifties diner. So like, it's, they're, they're blunt about stuff yep. and we didn't do that. No. Uh, what did we, we ended up going to the whatever, which was fine. It was good enough. Uh, Riley just wanted me to casually mention that she got her face painted at Epcot. And she got her face painted for twenty five bucks. For twenty five bucks, and the artist was great, and she was oh, very yeah. personal. And um, of course, we weren't shy with her either, and we're no. very pleased to talk. Um, but the good part was Riley got it like right before we left Epcot, or right before the fireworks, well, yeah, and so we got like two days usage out of it. Well, basically, yeah, it's it's like twenty five bucks. It's not cheap. Maybe it was thirty. No, it was twenty five. It was twenty five. It was and, good. And there was an hour to go before we're supposed to leave the park, and we're like, "Well, let's stay overnight." They're like. No, and then one's like, well, if you put hairspray, like Aquanet on it or something like that, it'll do it. And we're like, whatever, it's worth it. She wanted it. Um, it was a magical day for her. And then it <laughs> stayed. It worked out overnight, yeah. and so she was able to keep it. Yeah, it looked uh, great the next day. I mean, not yep. like chip shape, but really darn good, yeah. Yep, so she got to go through Magic Kingdom with her unicorn face paint on. I liked Magic Kingdom, to be honest with you. That was probably my favorite park. Yeah. Um, and because there were enough things going on that people would spread out, and, you know, I'd not, I'd never done the Jungle Cruise, and so we got that in. Um, and if we did, I don't remember. Well, and, and I don't know that I have to do it again, but it was fun to see. Um, you know, there's some other things that, uh, you know, th- there was one called the Carousel of Progress. Apparently, that one's got some hidden tricks and things in it that are really neat, to, but you got to know what you're looking for. Oh, and apparently, that's the only thing that that Walt ever actually touched in that park. Well, because like, it was, he was like he was dead before it opened. Yeah, but that actually was at the World's Fair in New York City, uh-huh. and they brought it in straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we did some other cool things, like the People Mover. You look at it as like, who cares? The People Mover. You literally sit around and like. Drives you around and who cares? It was nice Except to get off your feet for a little bit. You get off your feet and you get an overhead view of all of the Tomorrowland stuff, and it takes you inside the progress, the carousel of progress, yeah. a little bit, and inside of Space Mountain. So you're literally looking inside the guts of Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of neat. That would be cool. Fair enough. Um, it's an underrated ride, and it was really, really cool to be able to do that. So Riley and I went on a couple that were very much like county fair carnival like but a good but they're iconic kid. but some of them are like the the dumbo the dumbo that's ride iconic we went on. Aladdin's Aladdin. magic carpet Aladdin's magic those are carpet. iconic like yeah i'm I don't so know. glad and you did I, yeah I'm, and i know they made you sick they didn't make me sick i was very nervous this whole trip because as i've gotten older like uh, 
the even thought, the, the thinking about a tilt a world now, I would be sick. But right. so I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna feel like crap this whole time. And the only time I took Landon on test track for a second time, which is basically a car, th- like a Chevy themed roller coaster, of, yeah. effectively. And we we pulled some G's when we got outside and hit the corner. And it was pretty good. It was it was great. And I got ahead. We you we all went the first time, and I had a little bit of a headache when we were done. But as soon as we got done, we got like a snack and some drinks. I'm like, oh okay, I'm fine. And you guys went to do something else, and Landon and Kari and I went on it again. And then I had a headache after that, and then I had it for a while, and that was kind of a bummer. But other than that, no sickness whatsoever. I was tickled pink with that. I got it a little bit here and there. Not terrible, but enough. I hated Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. And part of it is the fact that I'm I'm too heavy, and I'm top-heavy. And so the jerking and jiving and the up and down was really hard on me. And, like, hard on my back, and I was tense, and it would make me sick. Yeah. Uh, Ratatouille's, the, the Rummy's Ratatouille Adventure, yeah, that I, made me sick. That one gave... I closed one, my eyes. Yeah. Because it's 3D and you're moving and the thing's bouncing you up and down. and Yeah. And the I, concept is cool. Yeah. I, the effects and stuff were very, very cute. I, like, yeah. I thought it was very cute, right? But, um, yeah, to me, I, closing my eyes doesn't help me. Like, I can still feel the spin. I mean, it just, oh, yeah. The spin didn't bother me. It's the bouncing screen yeah, that wasn't screen exactly help. matching what was happening. Yeah. That was not good for me. Um, oh, the rock and roller coaster was amazing, yes, but I remember... Yeah. It was amazing, but it also sucked. Yeah, um, I thought it was awesome. I, same thing. It threw me around a little more than I was really wanting. Um, and uh, I understand why they say people with high blood pressure. Not that they have terribly high blood pressure, but like I could feel it. I could feel the Gs forcing yeah. the blood. Um, and what I remember, though, is we got off that thing, and we were walking like baby drafts. Well, I didn't feel I it, was. Yeah. You know, it's like, holy cow. Um, that, that was pretty crazy. Uh, but then, uh, well, what else happened? I think Landon and I would have been a great ride fit because we loved all the same ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Slinky Dog Dash was good, yeah. but even that one got Tower to me a little bit. Yeah. I like the Tower of Terror. That, I think we, that's kind of universally everyone's favorite in, in our house. Which is crazy because that was the one that I was terrified of. Did you even of. go on Allison? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. We and were I able would, to do it twice. I'd do it all day. That's the only ride we went on twice. There. No, that's not true. Yeah, you're right. We did. No, not there because we also did the Toy Story Mania twice. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is we kind shot. of a shooting gallery, and we did well there. No, you the yep. And then Landon and Grandpa Greg and I did the Laugh Factory twice. That one was really. Cool. That was great. Yeah. That's really cool. It's Monsters Inc. themed, and Mike Wazowski's telling oh, jokes among others. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's interactive. Com- yeah, yeah. And so Cowboy. mom's like, well, how do they, how are they doing this? I'm like, there's somebody sitting in a booth yeah. talking to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like in uh, uh, the, not the Toy Story, yeah, Toy Story Mania line, the standby line, you go by Mr. Potato Head and he's talking yeah. to the crowd. Hey. hey, yeah. And he goes, hey, you in the red. I I'm mean, a- it was like classic what Don Rickles would actually. Oh, yeah. He goes, I'm going to guess your weight. And I looked at him like, no. Uh-uh. Um, about 45 minutes. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I laughed about that one. Why? You, yeah, I was ready to what not be happy about that. that. Nothing. But what anyway, um, what else? You know, are there any restaurants that you know of that you would have liked to have gone to? 
No, not really. Mainly because you didn't know any of the restaurants? Yeah, but, but I'm, <laughs> like, that's not. Everyone talks about Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table. And I don't know that I need to go to either one of them. I don't think they're outstanding, <laughs> but they're. <laughs> Riley, would you please go I mean, we, do something? I mean, we did a number of. Um, not this is about restaurant, but just just theater shows where you could sit down and they weren't very long, but 3D right. shows typically. And um, I know your mom and I and, and Riley went to a number of them that were just like really, really cute. And yeah. um, and Riley, I just got the biggest kick out of her because you know how everything looks like it's coming right at you. And yeah. she's just like the whole time is just swatting at yeah. things that aren't there. It's, it's And she knew that. I mean, it was just, she was just playing into it, but it was, they were, they were cute. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what else, you know, we could have done a lot of things differently. I mean, if we were to go back, I don't know if there's any major changes. Uh, Disney Springs is neat. There's a lot of shops. There's a lot of food there. Yeah. You know, people knock the planet Hollywood there and I don't know why. I thought it was a good environment. Well, I mean, it's, it's a chain. It is, but I mean, it was a neat environment. I thought the food was good. Yeah. And I granted, just, we were all dog tired at that point because we'd been doing three days yeah, in the parks. It was just like somewhere to sit for an extended period. and Right. But I mean, I felt like, like I said, I mean, they got stuff playing on the screen. There's movie clips. There's trivia. There was sing-alongs. Yeah. I mean, it, I thought it was a really neat atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't think it was terribly priced. No. You know? Um, I mean, the, bo- the bottom line is if you're going... Disney World or anywhere near there. If you think you're going on a cheap vacation, don't go there. Period. I mean, and I I give you a lot of credit because you spent how many years basically effectively planning this trip and it was a great trip. Not even just planning the trip. I I went on a lot of ambulance calls and a lot of first responder calls. and You paid for a good portion of that trip. A good portion. I'd say I paid for most of it. Yeah. I mean, that was my radio money that was any christmas money i got uh well not any christmas money some of it um and that was that was running rescue calls and and that stuff and so um you're welcome this is the first time you've kind of acknowledged that so that is not the first time i've acknowledged that Uh, but anyway uh, it was good and uh i don't know where the next adventure is going to be but we've crossed that one off as something we've done now yeah you know, I think we talked about this as we were driving home from the airport when we got back. It was like, you know, I actually, I said this yesterday to your mom about, you know, kids and how different they all are. And I was like, have you met two kids that were more interested in Abraham Lincoln than R2? And she's like, no, that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but look at where they go. They, it's not like we're planning textbook educational things. No. But and and I was giving you credit, and you weren't even there to hear it, darn it. But I said I think that's kind of the nice thing about you is that you can present information to. Like I think of some of the things that Landon and, and you guys do together, and then like Landon gets really into it. Right. But I think that's where your your profession comes is a huge asset. Is that you can present information that, you know, I look at myself and what I would have thought when I was their age, been like, this is right. dumb. I don't want to do this, right. but they're legit excited about it well, because you can present it to them to bring it to their level and make it 
fun for them. All right. You prep them. You make it human. Yes. And uh, and then you get them excited for seeing the actual stuff. Yeah. And that's something that is really underrated. Uh, people don't realize that. So, you know, what do I do when I go and travel? I mean, I take Lana with me in the summer. Yeah. Dad and I go where we want to go. And the, the, the trade-off has always been he gets to swim in the pool, which that's still kind of there, but that's going to start. He does love it, yeah. But now it's to the point where he wants to learn about these things. Yeah. He'll hear me talk about them. And so he wants to do this type of stuff um, and see these things and, and understand it. And and he cares, you know. Um, well, and I think and maybe this is maybe this is unique to us or maybe it's not. But there's plenty of kids his age that would be like, nah. I don't want. I would rather oh, stay yeah. home and play with my expats. No, he he's game for. He wants to go and experience things. Period. Oh, absolutely. And it's not just well. You have to take, like you're saying, we don't have to take the kids to Disney World for them to be entertained on a trip. No, we don't have to. We can take them to, uh, um, Illinois. You know, Springfield, Springfield yeah. Illinois, and they're entertained. We can take them out out to the Air Force Museum. And they're entertained. Um, you know, we can take them. I'm taking Landon this summer. I'm going to take him to Texas on the guy's trip. We're going to go see Eric Voxness, good yeah. buddy from high school. We're going through Oklahoma City. And we're going to stop at, for sure, we're stopping at the uh, Oklahoma City Bombing Museum. And Dad even said something about the Cowboy Hall of Fame and Western Life Museum. I'm like, what? okay, well, we can do that too. Um, and Landon will find something interesting yeah. in there that he enjoys. Um, and if I took Riley, she would find something as well, you know. And so they they understand the value of what's there. I think they appreciate the value of what's in those places. Well, and I think I think we kind of help that cause because there, there's a lot of things that they would find joy in that I think we ourselves would be like, yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. But no. this, at the same time, we're not going to sit here and say. No, it's really stupid. No, let him go figure it out. Right. Right. And there's there's Encourage a lot of truth it. in that. You know, and so and that's the thing. Whatever you do, whether you're the type that wants to go to Disney World or whatever, get out and travel and see something different than you've you've seen. I think that's a good way to kind of bring this all together. Well, and I um, and I see something you haven't seen. You know, it's easy to go, yeah, we can say, well, I've gone to, I've left the country, I've gone to Mexico. Well, if you went to Cancun, you went in the spot that's designed to get the Americans to come, and you never left the, the all-inclusive resort. Yeah. I mean, okay, I go mean, to Cancun yeah. and then go to Chichen Itza. Yeah, yeah. You know, or I mean, Tulum. I just, I just have to give away the props a little bit because, so we went to that character dinner the first, like, yeah. we sit in the Disney property. And he was all about it, and he was <laughs> very much participating in everything. Hi, Mickey, hi, Mickey, hi, Mickey, hi, Mickey, hi Mickey. Yeah. And um, I don't know what we were talking about, but I'm like, Landon, those are just people in costumes. He goes, I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> but he he just was enjoying being part of that. Right. And that made me a little misty maybe even at that time. But it's like. But you know what? Just, I like, enjoyed that joy. too. Yeah, right. yeah, I did too. You you can, it's, it's fun to act like or experience it like a kid. That's what makes it fun. Right. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. That is the magic. Yeah, and so whether it's Disney, and that's the magic you make anywhere, wherever you go, live it, experience it the way it's intended to be. Just because it's not 
what you're used to. Yeah. You know, doesn't mean that you shouldn't experience it the way it's intended to be. Yes. Um, not every meal is going to be the best thing you ever put in your mouth. And not every ride or attraction is going to be outstanding and mind-blowing. Um, like Space Mountain. Like Space Mountain, yeah. <laughs> uh, but every one of them has things that are, are worth your time. Yeah. You know, um, and, and the thing is, people, you know, people will say, well, what's the best thing to do? What's the best way to, quote, unquote, do Disney? And they, you know, you'll, I'll see online people say, well, should I do this or this? And, and my advice to them, I always write this. I say, decide which one is going to create the most memories for your family and do that one. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. I mean, I personally feel like you're just, you're not, there, there's no way that you can possibly experience everything at, at a maximum capacity, you know, no. human capacity. You just, you can't do it. So just. Figured out what it is you is really more important to you and do that. Well, right, or go back a whole bunch of times. Well, yeah, but <laughs> and that's fine, but but that that's the whole thing is. All right, well, we've done a lot here, Lisa. Uh, I know Riley and I have to go downtown and hide some rocks. So, all right. I we, mean, go somewhere and hide some rocks. Well, you have fun with that. Yeah, I'm gonna put this up. Okay. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Till the next time, whenever that is.